The Elemental Cycle Origins Book 1 The Mountain Heart Prologue Taken from the Journal of General Ovion Condoran, founder of the Ovion tribe, as it is recorded in the histories of the Illyrian people within the Ovion Hall of Keepers. Dated, second day of the sixth wave of air, first year after scattering. Some memories cannot be forgotten, especially those drenched in blood. I will never forget the bitter cold of that day, how it cut through my cloak and armor. Nor will I forget my relief as to how the ash singed my nostrils, suffocating the stench of death in every direction. As a general of the empire, I have seen my share of bloodshed, even in our supposed time of peace since the fall of the Tor. I suppose now I must refer to it as the former empire under Borak. After we turned against him, everything changed. I found myself ill-prepared for it, all of us were. Collecting the bodies of the fallen and preparing the pyres took days. The constant task of caring for the dead has weighed us heavy with guilt. Guilt for their deaths, and guilt for our survival. The last of the pyres still burn as I write this. I think even that bloodthirsty General Wurton has had his fill of carnage. The bastard seemed possessed by the shadow after the fight ended, sifting through the dead until he found Borak's corpse, and making a show of beheading our former emperor. I wanted to stop Wurton, and I suspect I was not alone in that desire. My heart begged me to do it, but I was too damn tired to raise my blade again. After all, he is my ally now, and perhaps the soldiers needed a symbolic display of the victory they had bled for. I only pray to the mother that the price paid has not come too steep. The five rebelling generals brought a legion of five thousand veteran troops each. I now barely have a thousand remaining, and the others fared no better. The final tally of casualties is still coming in as the injuries not treated by the children in time and the cold weather continue to claim more lives. We are fortunate in the abundance of heart stones here. This has allowed for replenishment of the essence used by the children's healing. However, despite having so much of the mother's essence at our fingertips, I can feel her eyes watching me with disgust for bringing so much death to her doorstep. Now, in our supposed victory, I ask myself how it went so wrong. The sight of Lucanus's and Damien's banners holding their positions at the Emperor's side still haunts me. Some of us expected as much. I would never admit it to the others, but I had hoped, no, I had planned for at least Lucanus to side with us, or at least find some excuse to delay his deployment and stand idle through the fight. I never did find my old friend among the fallen. I pray that he died well. Even without the aid of those two loyal commanders, Borax honor guard of elementalists and fused champions already posed enough of a challenge. But our gravest underestimation came in the form of his fusion, his dragon. He had never found the need to set it loose in my lifetime. Alas, here on the rolling snow-covered fields of the heartland, surrounded by the Illyrian mountain ranges, he at last found a purpose worthy for his companion. It tore through our ranks by the score. Of course, that had been the plan, to pose a serious enough threat for him to let the dragon loose. Only then would Borak lose the bestowed powers granted by his fusion, making him more vulnerable for the kill. It wasn't until after his death, when the dragon became overwhelmed by the shock of losing its fused counterpart, did we finally slay it. However, the utter decimation it brought upon our forces has hindered the work yet to be done. If losing 20,000 soldiers wasn't enough, the loss of General Corin in the fight has come to fully weigh in. His soldiers had stayed to help with the dead but have since departed. 
News of fighting already breaking out across the empire has hastened their journey. Without their leader to bind them, they turn to protect their families and homes back in the Shattered Isles. Somehow, before the first arrow had been loosed in the heartland, war had blossomed across the four corners of Huerin. Such news would have taken four or five waves to reach us by riders. However, tidings of the spreading war came quickly through messages carried by our remaining fused eagle scouts. I do not know how word of our coup got out. I want to blame Wurton for running his mouth among the nobility, but the mobilization of such a force into the Illyrian mountains probably had not gone unnoticed. The corrupt nobility of the empire might have feigned docile servility under Borak, but they are no fools, nor apparently do they lack ambitions of their own. To some extent, we suspected this reaction would follow. We had planned to use the remainder of the air season to prepare, to wait out the snows, let the soldiers rest and replenish the ranks. At a minimum, we hoped for the chance to move south and secure the capital before the situation spiralled out of control. Alas, it seems we were out of time before we ever began. With no time and not enough soldiers to form a single legion, the surviving generals called a meeting this evening. Aside from Wurton, I was surprised to see that Merrin had survived the fight. I guess good stratagems do pay off. Perma's survival, of course, had been expected. I have always doubted that even the Emperor himself could best her, something she proved on the field that day. I hosted the three of them in my battered command tent to discuss options. I pressed for us to return to our respective territories and acquire what reserves we had before heading south to retake the capital. Though as we talked about it, I wondered if we were any better than these eager nobles grasping for their own power. It was time, or the lack thereof that defeated my argument. We estimated it would take an entire season to gather reserves and march south. I knew them to be right, I am simply too stubborn to quit. Wurton proposed that we stay here, in the heartland, and let the corruption that was the empire crumble and scatter beneath the elemental waves. I found the motion selfish and an abandonment to the empire we hoped to save. I fought the idea and not only because Wurton had proposed it. Consent from Merrin and Perma halted my defiant words before I even finished voicing them. It was Perma who eventually convinced me. It didn't matter that she had wielded the blow to take down Borak, I already respected her more than the others, perhaps even more than Lucanus. She said to take the capital would be possible, however, the cost would be too high for an empire already lost. A better future for Huerin would be to secure the heartland and surrounding Illyrian mountains. Such an act would control the supply of heart stones across the four corners, thus preventing any rising power in the wake of Borak from becoming a new overly bearing empire. Huerin had seen enough imperial rule through the centuries. It hardly seemed like the future we originally set out to forge, but I could offer nothing better. The sight of my resignation brought a smirk to Wurton's face. I almost redacted my agreement right then, but I realized that I needed to stay, if only to keep watch over our fellow general. If I didn't, he would work himself into a position of power over the others. He may not have the shadow-tainted soul of Borak, but I see too many similarities to simply leave Wurton to his devices. We agreed to leave with the next wave to gather reserves and the families of our soldiers. Upon returning, we will establish permanent camps right on the mother's shores of the Great Heart Lake. I had not intended to make a record of the days to come prior to this meeting with my allies. But how could I not pick up the quill when we moved to take such unprecedented strides? 
No one has ever settled the heartland before, at least not during the reign of the Tor. The most they had done was construct the scattered essence harvesting outposts along the inner rim, and I don't think it was the power of the seasonal elemental storms that kept them away. This land holds a special feel to it, something beyond its physical beauty. Perhaps I am more attuned than most because I am fused. The waves of essence run thick here, no matter the season. Despite the extremes of each season, I find it intoxicating, almost spiritual. My heart says it is the mother that I feel, though I suspect it is more than that. Whatever it is, it calls to me, calls to my fusion, and in the years to come I will stand ready, always listening to this land and the mother for what they have to tell me.